0: This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm on the Living Arts of Tulsa podcast, and I'm very happy today to have the opportunity to be visiting with Alexa Getzinger, the Associate Director with the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition. Thanks so much, Alexa. I appreciate this.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. And what I thought I would do is start out, uh, due to the uh, the relationship with uh, with OVAC and ArtSpace, I thought it would be really, really cool to have an opportunity to ask you uh, what this experience has been like, actually putting together and, and, and administering and uh, overseeing the installation of the Art 365 exhibit that's currently uh, on display at, at uh, Living Arts of Tulsa here.
1: Yes, so this program um, actually is put together by the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition, which has a mission of growing and developing Oklahoma's. Uh, visual arts community through education, promotion, connection, and funding. And this is our biggest budget program. So this program deals with over $100,000. We give the artists that are selected an honorarium of $12,000 per project that has been selected by our guest curator. This year, the guest curator was Grace Devaney from um, Prospect 5 in New Orleans. And um, they actually work on this for an entire year. That's where the name Art 365 comes from. And when they proposed what they were going to do for this show, it was before the pandemic. So this has been a program unlike any other. Um, So I have to preface the the conversation with that. And um, so once they were selected, um, we were then in the summer of 2020 in the thick of the pandemic, we were unable to fly out our guest curator, which typically in a normal iteration of this program, they would make up to three visits before install. This year, Grace came for the first time during installation. Um, Mm -hmm. So it has been kind of a world wind as I've been administering this program. And so, um, Although it's been, it's been wonderful. The artists that are that have been involved have been incredible. And um, for this iteration, they are Jenny Bear of Edmond, Crystal Z. Campbell of Oklahoma City, Naima Lowe of Tulsa, Maria Martinez of Stillwater, and then collaborators, Maggie Boyette of Oklahoma City and Marwan Begay of Norman. So we kind of really touch all the corners of Oklahoma with this group and um, their projects again are now on display at uh, Living Arts of Tulsa until August 6th which will be first Friday in August. So if you haven't had an opportunity to come out, you definitely do not want to miss this exhibition. But um, personally, there's just been a lot of anxiety um, about whether or not we were going to be able to have an opening for this, <laughs> for this program in particular. And so the fact that it's up, and that it's wonderful. And some people have said it's been their favorite of all the Art365s that they've seen um, thus far. It's just been such an inspiring program to, to administer. And for for me personally, um, with, an, with an individual art practice, to be able to work with these artists who are the superstars right now of our community and to see their practice and to see, um, you know, to watch them troubleshoot through a year that we've all been through, but but specifically, you know, continuing to work on a project in those early months that you don't know if you're going to get to show. Um, it was just, it was really inspiring and um, something that I'll, I'll probably keep with me for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And I was going to ask as well, it would be really interesting to hear just anything you might share uh, just in terms of what the experience has been like. Uh, you know, actually overseeing the installation of this at Living Arts or just anything that you might share about your experiences, you know, there at at the gallery?
1: Yes. So um, because a lot of the projects are installation based, it was kind of like troubleshooting on site, um, especially in particular with um, Maggie Boya and Marwan Begay's piece. So theirs um, was in particular, a performance piece. So we didn't actually see it in its entirety until the night of the opening, but it was Mm. um, absolutely incredible. We had almost 200 people in the space to watch them, um, which was, uh, again, something that we couldn't have planned for early in the in the beginnings of this. And so their project is called Body Acknowledgement, the Body as Land. And um, it is a collaboration between printmaker Marwin Begay and then uh, performance artist and dancer Maggie Boyette. So what Marwin did all year, he created these large scale woodblocks, um, And then the installation, we had to troubleshoot, like, where are they going to go? How he had to kind of make a, basically a lasagna of how this woodblock is going to be placed on the floor to create a print and how Maggie would create enough pressure with her movement to basically be his, the embodiment of a printing press. Um, And so like, that was the performance that night, you know, she, she throughout the year was creating choreography to, um, to actually dance the night of the opening. And it was a spectacular performance. I mean, I still get goosebumps when I think about it. Because once she was finished, her, um, her 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 piece was less than about 20 minutes. But then they started peeling off the wood blocks one by one to create that that piece in the moment that um, you can see mirrored. If you go to Living Arts, um, you can see actually some of those wood blocks still on the floor and the, the print on the wall, which is what essentially that dance floor turned into um, by, by Maggie's movement. So it was just, um, it was incredible to see it all come together. But again, there are so many different nuances of how we transform these spaces for an art show. And that um, was was pretty monumental in terms of from the, the proposal and the, the conceptual elements that went behind the, the two collaborations and both of their artistic practices to um, what we saw on July 2nd. And they're creating actually a music video um, from that performance that will um, be, be playing in a loop when it travels to Oklahoma City at Art Space. So it's going from Living Arts in Tulsa to Art Space that is entitled in Oklahoma City. And the, um, all the artists will actually show these pieces for a second time.
0: Wow, that is so cool. And I was going to say, just to me, this, you know, having spent a lot of time in both of those galleries just the energy is to me is there, there's such similarities not that I'm trying to compare them at all, but it just is kind of cool to think that the same you know' it's, I'm assuming will all of this work also be traveling to art space as well?
1: Um, because this the spaces are different, they are doing another virtual studio interview with or a, a studio meeting with grace the guest curator and Mm. so um some will probably be scaled down slightly because of the space allotted and so um like uh, if you if you see the installations um they are massive right now and so i think that i'm only a portion of what's on display right now um for some of these like for Maria's in particular, hers is a, a documentary photography project and she could easily like cut that down a little bit. The same with Maggie and Marwins. So they wouldn't have to show all of the prints that are on multiple walls within the space of Living Arts. They might only get one at Art Space. So if people do see them in both locations, they will be looking at something new, which I think is really interesting when you're creating a body of work throughout a year. How can you, how are these different ways you can actually display it?
0: Yeah, that's very Yeah, Thank you so much. And then I don't want to put you on the spot at all. I didn't know if there's anything that you might want to share about any of the other, you know, any of the just in general, any of the other work that's that's in the exhibit. And I totally understand if that may be too much to ask. Oh,
1: no, definitely. I would love to. I mean, I've worked with these artists now for the past year. And um, again, it was. a a program unlike any other we did zoom check-ins where they would actually give presentations about their work in the beginning so that they would get to know each other and um, those turned into just making sure that they were making work and on track and how their projects were developing and changing throughout the course of the pandemic so um, it was actually a really wonderful experience to have that year and to have this group we call it kind of a cohort you know in in the office of um these people that we've been connected with and that we're making connections with hopefully not just for this year, but for the long-term. And I would I would love if Grace in New Orleans stayed connected to these artists. Like it's all about feeding the arts ecosystem in Oklahoma. And so, um, I can I can go over um, all of the projects that were selected and talk oh, a little bit you. about them and their individual installs. So, um, with Crystal Z. Campbell's, her installation piece is called High 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 Highway. And it's talking specifically about a piece of highway that splits Greenwood um, in Tulsa and um, the Highway Act. And so when you visit the exhibition, there is uh, a performance element that's on a loop um, on a projection. And then there are these banners alongside of it. So um, it really is an immersive space when you walk in and you can go in between the banners and viewing and feeling kind of like you are on on a journey as you're in the gallery. And so um, that that one in particular, I think could also be changed in the sense of the two spaces that it will be shown in. Like right now, there's uh, the banners are, are spread very far apart and the, the projection is kind of like in the back corner. And so it'll be interesting to see a second iteration of what those banners and what that projection looks like. And then for Naima Lowe's, hers is also um, a massive installation, and it's called A Token. It's a stand-in for something of value. And it's a formal and conceptual exploration of labor, valuation, numeracy, and uh, the unbearable weight of living through late capitalism. And, and it's uh, I'm so excited for um, the public programming she's doing alongside with this installation, um, all of the artists, in addition to their installations, will be doing workshops. Um, so that can be either a free public workshop in the form of making something or a panel discussion that centers around what their project is really getting to at the core of these projects. And um, for Naima's, she's going to, uh, to do a bartering workshop. So a lot of times people don't realize artists barter. Um, Mm. with each other they trade pieces they trade for services Um, sometimes you know maybe people give art pieces in order to get their lawn or something like that like um, or for legal services Um, so she is really talking about um, something that almost every artist already knows because they're doing that they're they're exchanging things that aren't necessarily a normal currency and so um, her workshop is going to be bring stuff to me and we can barter and based on, you know, the work that's not only in the show, but she's gonna bring some of her other artwork that she's created over time. So it really is talking about um, what do we value, like what do what values more to different people and um, creating like this system um, within her workshop that really works um, for her and for, for what she's kind of talking about within the larger scheme of her Art 365 project. So that actually is coming up really soon in Tulsa. Um, it's Tuesday the 20th, I think we only have two spots left though, but um, I think that in terms of breaking down what your project is about and then getting it into a workshop form, she just has done a brilliant job and I think she's just a brilliant artist in person in general. Um, And then the next project, that's um, the Documentary Photography Project by Maria Martinez, um, is called pain and it's about Payne County specifically again she's from Stillwater and so she um this project man it definitely changed throughout the pandemic because mm. she was documenting very specific celebrations uh within her uh Mexican American culture and so those would have been like weddings and quinceaneras but um, Again, a lot of these things changed because we, of the year that we've had. And so she actually did get to go to several um, and be a documentary photographer, but they were like much smaller and more intimate uh, celebrations rather than these like big over the top things that maybe um, w- what they would have been if we would have been in, in a normal year. Um, but it's beautiful when you walk into the gallery she has a background in bookmaking as well and so she has um created an installation with different size with different sized photographs and then has written on the walls um in spanish some of these some some phrases that would be um that would that would be heard at maybe these celebrations or in a household growing up with um with with spanish-speaking parents and so um it's really uh, it, it's a very special and um i think an important element is that she used not only photographs from the celebrations like the weddings in quinceañeras but also the sky in this region you know she mm-hmm. she maybe was trying to create a sense of place-based photography. And again, the title of "Pain" being uh, specific to Payne County really kind of cements that, but um, it's, it's just been, and, and that too was interesting to watch the install process because she brought all of these photographs and then how she put them up on the walls next to each other tells a story. And so you can really only walk into that story and see how it unfolds if you visit the exhibition in the gallery. And I, I'm interested to see how that story changes when she rearranges it in the, in the second gallery space. Um, and then uh, an artist that I haven't talked about is Jenny Bear. Um, she does paintings and it's um, more traditionally based, um, a style of maybe art making that people are more familiar with two dimensional paintings hanging on a wall. But um, hers, she and she's from Edmond, Oklahoma, but her project is called Silver Valley. And um, it is, again, it is about the landscape, but she creates kind of these magical pastel landscapes that kind of seem otherworldly. And like, maybe you can't tell where exactly they are, but it feels Familiar, and um, it it centers around her experiences of an idyllic childhood. She uses glitter and washi tape, and they're really beautiful and fun to look at. And um, it actually is it, it's interesting to me that these pieces were created in such a year of devastation and, uh, loss, but yet they're so bright and pretty and happy. And I mm. think it's been, you know, a respite and it's been, um, a way to kind of remove yourself from that for her and her, and her particular practice, but also for the people walking in Silver Valley when they go see the paintings in person and just, um, a, a side note to that, um, there were gonna be more paintings that we were gonna add into the space she created more, but um, Grace, the guest curator, specifically pared it down to 12 so that it kind of represents the 12 months of the year. And so um, there are 12 paintings on display for her project. And although she was extremely, extremely prolific as a painter throughout um, preparing for the exhibition and, and within the confines of the pandemic. Um, I think that, did I talk about everyone now? I did. And I I had already touched on Maggie and Marwan's piece, which is our two collaborators. So again, we offer um, $12,000 for five projects, but this year, because we had collaborators, there were six artists. But yeah, we're just so, so incredibly excited about how it came together and that we were able to actually put it up and that it's going forward as planned.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say, it's very obvious to me, uh, just, you know, experiencing your energy and how you speak about this, that uh, I I get the sense there's a lot of your heart in this, or this is something that is, I I can sense, and I'm open to being wrong, but I really do sense the passion that you have for this and the excitement around this and that, Oh, I, well, you're you're not you wrong.
1: You I think, <laughs> yeah, I think like anyone who works in arts administration is uh, passionate about the art community. And I'm just so grateful that um, with OVAC, I get to experience being all over the state of Oklahoma. And I get to work with artists that are not just um, based in Oklahoma City anymore. Um, due to my previous experience of working in a gallery or a contemporary art space here in Oklahoma City, but um, now working with more of a statewide reach. And so um, with this program, I uh, actually, uh, I started working at OVAC um, in December of 2019. So right, you know, again, just a few months the pandemic hit and so I've really seen this program from the very start now to like its completion and so I think some of my passion comes from that too because I'm just so excited that it's here and that it's happening and that these artists are being represented in in a way that um, I feel proud of you know i feel proud of being able to give them this experience and for this career i i hope that for their careers it is a step forward and that other opportunities come from this and that's really one of the points of our honorarium we want this we we want them to have the financial means to create work that they otherwise might not have been able to create and i think that's true for several of these artists and they've even said so um, so I really think that in terms of our mission, we're true to what, you know, what we say we do as an organization. But then at, for me as a person to watch these artists and this project unfold, it's just been um, awe-inspiring. I mean, I just, I don't, I, I can't even put into words how grateful I am to to have this experience of working with these um, these people that are just really moving and shaking in the in the art community of Oklahoma. And so along with that, um, we will be, we are in the process of designing a national catalog that um, the photos were taken at Living Arts on First Friday and uh, goes to print, hopefully very soon. And then we'll do a catalog release um, at the second opening in Oklahoma City. And so then not only are we giving Artists the financial means to create the work with their with their honorariums, but we're doing so um, we're we're giving them that promotion by sending this national catalog to 800 institutions um, in America, and that that includes galleries, museums, universities that we're associated with or that, um, of ACNOSA. So that's really a big part of our budget too, and to be featured in a national catalog. Um, I think is something that these artists are really looking forward to. So that's another thing that we're really diverting a lot of resources and uh, staff energy to right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Alexa, thank you so much. I'm just I'm so appreciative that you've taken the time to speak about this. And and also I get the sense, you know, speaking about this, not only is the associate director and is the administrator of this, but also, you know, speaking from your heart as well. And that really means a lot. And it's well, it's really appreciated.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I uh, I have always admired the the podcast that you've been doing around the state. And uh, again, you know, knowing you from years past, and um, I know that you are also equally as passionate about highlighting what's going on in our community. And so, thank you again for what you've been doing. I think that it's um, it's your your an inspiration to many people as well.
0: Thank you so much. It was wonderful to catch up with you. And thanks again for your time. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, have a good one.
0: You too.